0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, everyone. It is Monday the 8th of May, and it's time for Bite Bitesize. The Bitesize look at all the things happening around Liverpool Football Club on this rainy Bank Holiday Monday, uh, we've got a whole range of topics to get through. Some fallout from the weekend's action, both on the pitch and in the stands. Uh, News of a release clause which could bolster Liverpool's chances of signing a top midfield target this summer. Uh, Another current Liverpool uh, midfielder makes his future clear. And are the Reds closing in on the vacant, or soon to be vacant, uh, Director of Football role as well? So yeah, we'll start with the weekend. Uh, and Spurs of Shankly have uh, issued a statement, uh, of course it's pretty well publicised by now, that with the coronation at the weekend, the National Anthem was played at Anfield and was treated uh, and received by... A less than uh, positive response, let's just say that. Uh, They've released this statement and as reported by the Liverpool Echoes' Theo Squires, Spirits of Shankly slam Liverpool and Premier League for abdication of leadership over National Anthem. Uh, Spirits of Shankly have condemned both Liverpool FC and the Premier League after the National Anthem was played prior to the Reds' clash with Brentford on Saturday. The Premier League strongly advised all clubs to play God Save the King prior to their matches this weekend. In honor of the coronation of King Charles III, well aware of the support of backlash they would receive, they did so. Liverpool reluctantly agreed to play the national anthem, though felt they had been put in an, in better an impossible position. Reds fans inside Anfield loudly booed and whistled during the playing of God Save the King, effectively drowning out the playing of the national anthem in the process. Inevitably, they had been criticised in some sections for such a stance, despite their well-documented long-running issues with the establishment and managers Jurgen Klopp manager club's reminder that they have freedom of speech. Now, the El Palacio Sports Union, Spirits of Shankly, have released an official statement condemning both the Premier League and the club, insisting that the national anthem should never have been played uh, and voice concerns that outside backlash will lead to increase in taunts about the Hillsborough disaster and tragedy chanting. They posted the abdication of leadership by Premier League and Liverpool on Twitter and the subsequent statements. The playing of the national anthem before the match at Anfield, Saturday was met with a cacophony of disapproval, booze-moving into chants of Liverpool, and eventually, after its abandonment, you'll never walk alone. There will have been some who didn't voice condemnation, but the majority did and the Anfield crowd's reaction will have surprised nobody. So why did the hierarchy of Liverpool FC decide to play it? The club were left in a near-impossible situation. There was no mandate from the Premier League, just a strong suggestion to play the anthem, and they must bear responsibility too. They are part of a working group to tackle tragedy chanting and have now potentially destroyed the good work done to this point by capitulating to pressure from the Department for Culture, Media and Sport with their suggestion. So LFC were damned if they did, damned if they didn't, but they, with the Premier League, knew what would happen and they also knew the consequences. The predictable, hateful bile regarding Hillsborough would be reignited all over social media. It was hoped that the amazing collective efforts for Nottingham Forest and Leeds supporters over the past few weeks would be the start of a change in attitude from those quick to chant about Hillsborough and the tragedies. Unfortunately, the club's insistence on playing it will, it seems lead undoubtedly to an increase in hate chanting in the future. Yeah, really really strong statement there from Spirit of Shankly. And I've talked quite a bit about this. We covered this on our uh, Redman Originals podcast this afternoon about some of the fallout and backlash and maybe a bit more about why the, that that attitude prevails amongst Liverpool fans within the city. However, yeah, that is an obvious sort of knock-on impact, and it's actually one that was referenced on the the podcast by Chloe herself, saying, you know, you're going to see Hillsborough trending off the back of it because people can't help but then try and hail something back if if they feel aggrieved by Liverpool fans not being happy with the anthem, then because of the horrible tribal nature of sport and the country as a whole, what you'll find is trying to find something to throw back at Liverpool fans, and inevitably it always comes back Um, to saying harmful and hateful things about Hillsborough. So, yeah, I totally agree. The football football club put in a a very, very, very rock-and-a-hard place kind of situation, Um, but one that maybe they should have taken on the chin themselves and not played the anthem. Um, And at least it wouldn't have drawn it further to the attention of uh, the wider public. But, yeah, again, it is appreciated. It is nice to see there's an appreciation there of the situation. Um, but also good to see it, it be voiced that it, uh, the negativity that will lead out of the back of it certainly. Okay, we'll move things on to um, to the game itself then. And this tweet uh, from Michael Underscore read Eleven, wonderful statistician that he is. Uh, tweeted this in the aftermath of the liverpool Brentford game. The ball was in play for 43 minutes and 10 seconds of Liverpool's game versus Brentford, which was 44% of the total match time. That's both the lowest total of percentage in play time of any LFC Premier League game on record. Oh, sorry, that's the lowest total and percentage in time play of any LFC Premier League game on record from 2006-2007 when data began being collected. Yes, Yes, so yeah, if you watched the game and you wondered why it didn't feel like a great contest, why it felt very stop-start, because it was very, very stop-start, mainly because of the inept refereeing of Anthony Taylor.
0: No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Okay, let's move things on to a little bit of... Transfer News and David Ornstein uh, in his Monday column for The Athletic has been discussing uh, Alexis McAllister. We've seen him linked heavily with Liverpool in recent weeks and he has written a piece about uh, a contract clause that reportedly exists. Um, David Ornstein says it's been an unforgettable season for Alexis McAllister. The Argentina international won the World Cup and is now spearheading Brighton Hope Albion's bid to earn European qualification. His performances have generated intense speculation regarding his future, with the likes of Liverpool and Manchester United among the 24-year-old suitors as the transfer market nears. Despite signing a new contract in October that secured him until 2025, there is a good chance the midfielder will be sold and there have been lots of debate about whether or not the deal includes a release clause. It is understood the terms do indeed contain a mechanism which can be used to help facilitate a move and that has contributed to the level of interest building surprised McAllister from Brighton. This is thought not to be a typical release clause other clubs may simply trigger, leaving the players to choose their next step. But a more complex feature that gives Brighton a say over the outcome. As a result, the situation is not a foregone conclusion, and there is no agreement in place for McAllister to leave the Amex Stadium, although that could well materialise. The same applies to teammate Moises Caicedo, but firm decisions are unlikely to be made until the campaign ends. So, yeah, some form of release clause now without knowing more of the details and it not being a cut and dry kind of situation so it won't be as simple a case as there's a 50 million release clause go and hit that and it immediately activates and Brighton and i've got no say in the matter it's mentioned that they do have a say you would imagine it probably is something along the lines of he's allowed to um they have to consider offers from champions league clubs something along those lines and it won't be a guaranteed thing but it means that if a club that is in the champions league comes in with a significant with a, with a bid, then they have to consider it or something like that. Anyway, but yeah, as as David Ornstein points out in the article there, that does offer a note of encouragement. It means there is already a broad pathway towards a transfer, if not a fully concreted, paved with gold route that you can just grab his hand and and skip all the way to Anfield uh, there. But yeah, more on that when we know more on that. But certainly an interesting uh, development. In that one, Um, one more piece of news regarding a a midfielder, one who is at the club and one who is going to confirm that he will be leaving. There's Artur. Uh, Fabrizio Romano tweets, uh, although uh, this comes, I believe, from goal. Uh, Artur confirms he leaves Liverpool. I'm ready for a new challenge. I hope to say goodbye to LFC by playing some minutes. I want to say thanks to the fans, club and Klopp, who always treated me well. I feel very good now. La Liga could be an option for me now. So yeah, Artemelo. Will he get to play more than those handful of minutes that he did at the start of the season uh, before getting injured? Will we see him take to the field at all uh, in the final games? It seems highly unlikely, barring... Injuries. I mean, Liverpool, particularly because they're in a situation where they have to win the remaining games, to be in contention for the Champions League places, there is perhaps, perhaps, um, a world in which if they were to drop points, say they were to lose to, to Leicester on Monday. And if Brighton were to lose, the, you know, a couple of games, and it meant that Europa League was pretty much guaranteed without having to do too much, maybe there's a world where Arthur gets on the pitch for the final game of the season uh, away at Southampton, perhaps. But yeah, I think it might be. I mean, when you consider that he's been fit and available now for a number of weeks and has has, has been on the bench at times, but has barely featured at all. Doesn't seem very likely that he will get a kick for Liverpool, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, if Jean-Michel Ferry can play for Liverpool, um, albeit in a post-season game, maybe that might be, maybe that might be how we see it. But yeah, seems highly unlikely at this point. But it is good to know that he's um, he doesn't seemingly hold a grudge for his time at Liverpool. And obviously, if he does go, he'll go with everyone at uh, Liverpool and Red Men TV's uh, fondest uh, wishes as well, because. It's not like he did anything particularly bad for the club because he simply didn't have the opportunity, uh, which is probably on him, to be fair. Uh, Okay, moving things forward to the director of football. uh, Matt Law from The Telegraph broke this at the weekend uh, back on Saturday night. That would have been um, Liverpool set to appoint German football executive Jörg Schmadke as the new sporting director. Known for an outspoken style, the uh, veteran has emerged as the shock favourite for role after talks between him and the club accelerated. Liverpool are set to appoint the veteran German football executive Jorg Schmadke as the club's new sporting director. Telegraph Sport can exclusively reveal that Schmadke has emerged as the shock front runner for the role after talks between the 59-year-old and Liverpool accelerated. There we go. Just to reiterate reiterate all that I've said already, Uh, he most recently worked at Wolfsburg, got his wide experience in the game over two decades, starting at Aachen in 2001, then on to Hanover and FC Cologne. He's known for his outspoken style and also for recruitment that gets value for the budget he has assigned position is crucial for Liverpool, the club having seen the departure of Michael Edwards last summer, who was quickly followed out the door by his successor, Julian Ward. The club's successful recruitment has been its core strength in supporting Jurgen Klopp's dynamic style of management in a period that has seen him win the Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup and League Cup under the German coach and the Super Cup and the Club World Cup and the uh, Community Shield as well just for you know, completeness sake. Uh, it has come under scrutiny over the past 12 months as well as the dreadful run of injuries that has blighted this season or Liverpool have rallied of late they went over have kept alive their slim hopes for finish in the Champions League places. Um, Schmadtke is understood to be an ally of Klopp and closely with long-serving chief scouts Dave Fallows and Barry Hunter. Schmadtke comes with a wealth of experience as well as a robust sense of humour. In a recent interview with German football magazine Kicker after his departure from Wolfsburg, he said that his relationship with some managers had been difficult. There are technical things, it's about the job, he said, and there are things outside the job that I don't have a problem with. There are even people who want to see me again and have a coffee or beer with me. I'm not as big an ass as you may think. The former goalkeeper was a stalwart as a player at Fortuna Dusseldorf and Freiburg in the 80s and 90s, fell into the sporting director role at Aachen, having first been the goalkeeper coach. He joked he applied for that first role at Aachen out of a mixture of curiosity and desperation. Uh, Loads to come on that news. Um, Our very own Dan Club. Will be speaking to Raf Honigstein uh, for expert insights tomorrow morning, which will be going out on Redman Plus. So if you want to go a little bit deeper on that, then do go and listen to that podcast as well over there. Uh, there's also a ton of other things. We've just done the Coronation Fallout in more depth on the Men Originals podcast, on the Bias Football podcast, which is also on Plus. Uh, we spoke about Newcastle and United slipping up at the weekend and we had a good look at the fixtures between them and Brighton as well to discuss Liverpool's top four chances in much more depth as well as a bit of banter about uh, Sam Allardyce's return uh, to the Premier League. Um, yeah, Jeno you know, in from last week, it was with Neil Jones discussing Ugarte and McAllister and more as well Uh, and on Thursday night, Pint just gone, uh, we had uh, MP and incredible fundraiser for food banks in Liverpool, Ian Byrne joining Fight Disciples creator uh, and host Nick Pete as well Uh, Redmen Uncensored with them is one of the best podcasts I have ever, ever done so again, highly, highly recommend You go over to redmenplus.com and check it out Uh, we have a brand new code for you guys, if you have haven't checked stuff out yet uh, you can get all these shows in podcast in your podcast player on the go as well as obviously getting all the videos uh and the rest on the website redmanplus.com if you go there choose a club captain yearly subscription and use the code year that's y-e-a-r you'll get Fifty percent off a yearly subscription—that makes it twenty-five pounds. Which I can't stress enough. I've I've grudgingly agreed to this um, because we thought, yeah, you know what? It's into the season. There's a lot of positivity some great vibes around Liverpool. Ten in the corner. Uh, let's share it with as many people as possible on Plus. But that makes it an absolute steal. There will you will not. There will never be a better offer than this. Honestly, there genuinely won't. Um, so grab that offer while you still can. Fifty uh, percent off a yearly subscription—just twenty five pounds for an entire year shocking absolutely shocking get involved while you can uh, anyway that's it from me uh for red men bite uh, size more to come this week uh, if you do enjoy the podcast leave a five star review on your podcast app uh, and yes we'll see you all very
0: soon bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget